What up, son? It's the tale of the tapes. The fuck life. Saying. I tell it a tape season two episode 23 only one more episode left after this until our summer break so we're very close to our summer break it is super nice outside right now I got every window and door open today and I'm not shutting any of them three little birds is by my doorstep singing sweet song so <laughs> enjoy the sounds of nature in the background not all that many cars drive up my block, so it shouldn't be too much of a problem. And today we will be continuing and finishing Bone Thugs and Harmony. Since all five members qualified and we don't cover any more than three individual artists in any one episode on the show, the group obviously has to be broken down into two episodes. Last week we covered Flesh and Bone and Busy Bone and we had my cousin Off Forms on as a guest, so shout out to him. I always appreciate you coming on. And today we will finish the group with the three remaining members, Crazy Bone, Lazy Bone, and Wishbone. So just going back a little bit from what we touched on last week, I wanted to let anyone know who either didn't tune in last week or forgot what was said or whatever. We covered the first two members of the group to have solo projects out, Flesh and Bone and Busy Bone. Flesh and Bone received a final rating of 4.38, which had him tied for 75th place of 163 artists done overall. And Busy received a final rating of 4.76, which placed him in 46th place of 163 artists done overall. However, since last week's episode, I have finished another artist who has finished ahead of both Flesh and Busy. So they are now in 76th place and 47th place of 164 artists done overall. So now let's go back over some details and facts about the group again as a whole before we continue on with any of the other members individually. So Bone Thugs and Harmony who had their debut album out in 1993. Their origins Cleveland, Ohio, United States. Genres are listed as hip-hop, gangster rap, and R&B. Their years active are listed as 1991 to present. And their members are listed as Busy Bone, Wish Bone, Lazy Bone, Crazy Bone, and Flesh and Bone, who obviously all five of them made the cut and are included in this study and will all be covered. So a bit of a background on Bone Thugs that we went over last week. We're going to go over it again at the start of this week here. Bone Thugs and Harmony is an American hip-hop group consisting of rappers Busy Bone, Wish Bone, Lazy Bone, Crazy Bone, and Flesh and Bone. The group was signed to Ruthless Records in late 1993 when they debuted with their EP Creepin' on a Come Up. The EP included their breakout hit single Thuggish Ruggish Bone. In 1995, the group released its second album E1999 Eternal, which included hits First of the Month and East 1999. Their hit song, The Crossroads, a tribute to then-recently-deceased Eazy-E, won a Grammy Award in 1997. Bone Thugs and Harmony is the only group that has worked with Tupac, The Notorious B.I.G., Eazy-E, and Big Pun while they were all still alive. The editors of About.com ranked them number 12 on their list of the 25 best rap groups of all time, and MTV called them the most melodic hip-hop group of all time. In 2000, Bone Thugs and Harmony Resurrection reached platinum in one month 
while 2002's Thug World Order received more moderate sales and promotion going gold and peaking at number 3 on the top R&B hip-hop albums chart. Due to conflicts within the group, longtime members Crazy Bone and Wishbone officially left the group in April of 2011 to work with their independent label The Life Entertainment. They later returned, officially reunifying the group. In August 2013, however, Lazy Bone announced that he was stepping aside to work more on his solo career. In the same month, Bone Thugs and Harmony signed with E1 Entertainment, formerly known as Koch Records, who they had previously partnered with to release 2006's Thug Stories. Lazy Bone has since reunited with the group and they toured in 2018. So, we obviously read that last week, but like I said, when we have to split groups up into more than one session, we're always going to start back off with the info and background on the group as a whole, regardless of how many episodes it takes to cover the entire group. I feel like that respect is deserved and it will be given. So, now let's get into some of the remaining individual members of the group, starting with Crazy Bone, as he was the first of these three members left to have a solo album out, which came out in 1999. Crazy Bone's birth name was Anthony Henderson, born June 17, 1973, in Cleveland, Ohio, United States. His genres are listed as hip-hop, gangster rap, Midwest hip-hop, and horrorcore, and his years active are listed as 1991 to present. So a little bit of a background now on Crazy Bone individually. Anthony Henderson, born June 17, 1973, better known as Crazy Bone, is an American rapper, singer, producer, and entrepreneur. He is a member of the rap group Bone Thugs and Harmony. So, obviously not too much there on Crazy Bone, and to be honest, I think for the most part, that's probably what you're going to get from most members as they seem to kind of have more success together than apart. Now, that's not to say that they were unsuccessful in their solo careers. That's not at all what I mean, but I didn't particularly notice or feel that any one member was above the group. You know, sometimes you see certain things where the group comes up and then one member is the front man or one member just gets all the fame or or takes the reins, or whatever the case is, or his solo career actually becomes more successful than the group as a whole's career. So that really didn't seem to be the case with any of the members in Bone Thugs, as they all were successful, but they seemed to really be the powerhouse that they were when they were together. So I don't expect there to be too, too much on anyone's individual breakdowns. So now let's hear what I wrote on Crazy Bone when I listened to him. In general, I would have said that Bone Thugs and Harmony were better as a group than any of its individuals. That was until I got up to Crazy and Lazy Bone solo projects. Crazy was one of the top dogs of the group lyrically right out of the gate and got better as time went on. He followed the same principles as most of the other members in the group as they worked well as a unit, but he was usually on the upper half of that. He showed the ability to both tell stories and keep a topic well and had his fair share of times where he went crazy on some verses, pun intended, finishing him above average lyrically. Crazy Bone was on all 10 Bone Thugs albums, plus their EP, and dropped another 7 solo albums totaling him at 18. Two of them were average, 13 were good, and three of them were great albums. Of his total 235 qualifying songs, only 3 were weak, while 5 were great, and another 62 were good songs. 
Crazy was one of the more impactful members of Bone Thugs, having been on the very high majority of their work on top of his solo projects, and having clear influences on the likes of artists such as Public Enemy, Dipset, Cuban Link, Jadakiss, and a few others. Between not borrowing too much from many other artists compared to his large body of work, coupled with some cool song ideas on some of his later solo stuff, he was also by a slight margin the most original of the five members. So let's get into the math of what I just wrote down there on Crazy. Lyrics he gets a 6. Albums he gets a 4.42 with 0 classics. Songs he gets a plus .08. So that's less than a tenth of a point. Obviously that's a very small number. We spoke about how the majority of the times when you get these guys with really large large catalogs. Like over two or 300 songs. I mean we've had guys you know. 250, 300, 350. We've even had a, a couple of people with 400 and 450 songs and things like that. The larger your catalog is, the less that you're going to be affected by a single song, obviously. Now, 235 songs is a, is a pretty decent amount of material. So if Crazy Bone came out with another great song, it might not even change that song score. It might stay at a plus .08. The point that I'm trying to make is it's a small number, but again, he does get a plus where other people are getting minuses and some people are getting big minuses. And he came to that number by only having three weak songs that were outweighed by five great ones. Impact, he gets a six and a half. Like I said, he was one of the more impactful members on Bone Thugs and that was due to a combination of the number of artists he influenced. Now, I'm not saying that it's a tremendous list. You got Public Enemy, Dipset, Cuban Link, and Jadakiss that were, you know, clear and direct. Um, some pretty good names on there. I mean, it's not, you know, these are not underground or, or unheard of people or just, you know, local friends that he had on songs that he influenced and things like that. I mean, those are decent names. There's not that many of them. But some of the other Bone Thugs members didn't have any names on their list. So comparatively to them, he did a little bit better in that sense. And it also has to be taken into consideration that he carried a very, very heavy workload for Bone Thugs and Harmony. This guy did a lot of their hooks. I'm not saying that he did all of them. And I'm not saying that nobody else did any hooks. But this guy did a lot of their hooks. He was on... Every single one of their albums so much so that he was granted an album score for every single one of them. So not only did he make an appearance on every one of them, but he was on a large enough percentage of every single one of them for, for them to all count as album scores for him. And he was on the majority of them in general. He was probably on the most Bone Thugs and Harmony songs total out of any member. You know, that coupled with what Bone Thugs and Harmony did as a group and the fact that he had an influence on a bigger number of people than most of the other members had, he gets a little bit higher of a score there with a six and a half. And originality, he gets an eight and a half, which as I spoke about at the end of what I wrote down on him, he was by a very slight margin the most original of the group. Now, all five of these guys, very, very original artists. I believe maybe a seven or a seven and a half or something like that is probably the lowest that anybody got as an originality score in this group. And even that obviously is still a very good score. But Crazy Bone able to take that a bit higher to an eight and a half. And there was a couple of things that came with that. Now, obviously, we're going to start off here with where the group leaves off, right? The group had a pretty original sound. 
Uh, pretty original delivery. We did have Twista out before them who did have the fast rhyming style. So they weren't necessarily the first people to like rhyme fast like that as a style. Obviously anybody, I don't want to say anybody could rap fast, but you know, if you're capable of doing it, you can make a song rapping fast. That doesn't mean that that's your style. Twista was probably one of the first people out that really patented that style to the point that you knew if Twister was getting on a track, he was spitting fast. That's what you expected from him. That's what you were probably getting from him. Same thing with Bone Thugs and Harmony for the most part. I mean, you know their style, you know their delivery, you know how they're going to come. They're very melodic. They're very, you know, they have a lot of harmony, obviously names of Bone Thugs and Harmony, but very melodic and stuff. And usually very fast on most songs, all five of them. So obviously a style that these guys came with. So adding on to that, Crazy Bone was able to take this a level higher where he didn't really take many lines or samples or beats from other people. So you got to understand that certain members are not going to be on certain songs. So if Busy Bone and Lazy Bone are on a song on a Bone Thugs album and there's a Biggie sample on it, Crazy Bone, Wishbone, and Flesh and Bone are not going to be credited from taking something for Biggie because they weren't on that song with the Biggie sample or whatever it was. So... There's different ways that people are influenced or influence other people. And then obviously you also have when people branch off into their solo projects and their solo work, there were some members that took a lot more lines or sampled a lot more things like that. Whereas Crazy Bone did very little of that on top of how original everybody in the group was as a whole. And then on top of those two things as well, he did have... Some really, really unique song concepts and ideas on some of his solo work. So I felt that out of the five members, he showed the most originality, even though they all were original. So that is quite the feat to be the most original in a group of five people that are all all very original artists. So uh, shout out to him for that, obviously. And then you add all those five numbers up and you divide by five and you get a final rating of 5.10 leaving him tied for 27th place of 165 artists done overall. So that's a pretty solid finish there for Crazy Bone, man. That's the highest finish so far of any Bone Thugs member. And not for nothing, but that's a pretty good score. And it should put Crazy Bone inside of that top 75 or so when this is all said and done. So impressive stuff there for sure by Crazy Bone. And uh, let's see if he can hold on to his spot as the top Bone Thug as we get into the other two members left. And next we will get into Lazy Bone, who had his debut solo album out in 2001. And I just want to go on record here as saying that while this isn't going to have anything to do with how these guys were scored i would just like to say that personally lazy bone was my favorite of the group um i just enjoyed everything about him the most crazy bone was was a close second for me but i just enjoyed everything about lazy bone i enjoyed his content i enjoyed his voice i enjoyed his his lyrical skill set i enjoyed his solo work I just really liked his sound, and that's not to say that I didn't like the other Bone Thugs members, but, you know, we had my cousin on last week, and obviously he stated that Busy Bone was his favorite. Lazy Bone was definitely my favorite, and I certainly didn't have a favorite at all. Not only did I not have a favorite going into this, but I, I couldn't really tell any of these guys apart. I probably could tell Busy Bone apart, and that really is just thankfully to my cousin, because my cousin just listened to Busy Bone so often that I just knew that voice. 
So when, you know, a Bone Thug song was on and Busy came on, I knew it was Busy because I was just so used to Busy's voice. But other than that, I really couldn't tell any of the other members apart. And I certainly didn't have any favorites or anything like that. But after listening to every Bone Thugs album and EP and stuff like that, and then all five members, or I guess I should say four because Wish didn't have any solo work. But, you know, the other four members solo work, uh, Lazy Bone definitely was my favorite of the group. So... I just wanted to get that out there and give a little bit of my opinion on the matter before we get back into the factual stuff. So, Lazy Bone, birth name, Stephen House, also known as the number one assassin, Alberna and Lil Lazy. Born September 23rd, 1974 in Cleveland, Ohio, United States. His genres are listed as hip-hop and gangster rap, and his years active are listed as 1991 to present. So let's get into a little bit of a background now on Lazy Bone individually. Stephen House, born September 23, 1974, is a rapper known primarily for being a member of the group Bone Thugs and Harmony. He is also gone by the names El Burner and the Number One Assassin. He is the younger brother of fellow group member Flesh and Bone and cousin of group member Wishbone. Lazy is also a member of the rap group Bone Brothers and CEO of the record label Harmony House Entertainment. So, a little bit more there for Lazy, but again... Not too much on him individually, so let's get into what I had to say about Lazy Bone when I was listening to him. As a relatively new listener, and one who couldn't tell which member was who at the start, it became apparent extremely early on that Lazy Bone was going to be the best member lyrically. He was great at using different rhyme patterns. He was also very good at being able to hold a topic and showed the ability occasionally to tell stories. He went absolutely nuts on some verses or songs, especially later on, and it makes me wonder why it is that he's not specifically talked about more. Overall, he finished well above average lyrically. He qualified 25 albums in total. He was on 9 of the 10 Bone Thugs and Harmony albums, 1 EP, 4 with Busy Bone as Bone Brothers, and 11 solo albums. Of those 25 albums, 24 of them were good and 1 was great. To not even have one single average album, let alone a weak one, out of 25 total albums is extremely impressive. Of his massive 331 song total, not a single song was weak, 6 were great, and 86 were good. Between his majorly consistent effort with Bone Thugs, his large body of work, and influences on artists such as Public Enemy, Dipset, and a few others, he was also one of the more impactful members in the group. While overall he was still very unique in many ways, he did borrow a lot from other artists, particularly Biggie and Tupac, giving him the lowest originality score of the group. So let's break down the math on what I just said. Lyrics he gets a 6.5, which is a half a point higher than Crazy Bone, and as I said, that is the highest lyrical score that any member received in the Bone Thugs and Harmony group. So shout out to Lazy Bone for that for sure. Let's see if that fact can carry him to the highest finish. Albums, he gets a 4.34 with zero classics, so he gets a, a slightly lower score than Crazy in the album department. So it's not enough of a point pickup by Crazy to make up for the half a point lyrically. As you can see that Crazy's album score was a 4.42, which is a .08 higher than Lazy's album score, which is a 4.34. So very, very slight difference there. Crazy gets the plus .08 in his song score, which would actually even out the .08 that Lazy picks up on the album score, but 
Lazy winds up getting a plus 0.18 in his song score as opposed to a plus 0.08. So Lazy Bone picking up another tenth of a point on Crazy Bone there in the songs category. And the way he was able to do that is, like I said, he had six great songs as opposed to five great songs for Crazy Bone. So six great songs for Lazy, but Lazy had more songs. So six great songs out of 331 songs is a lower percentage than Crazy Bone's five great songs out of 235 songs. But what happens is Crazy Bone also was on three weaker songs, whereas Lazy got no weak songs, which is in itself insanely impressive. 331 songs and not once did this guy make a weak song. So again, his total number of great songs higher than Crazy's, his percentage of great songs lower than Crazy's, but no weak songs where Crazy did have three of them. So Crazy lost some points there. Crazy still managed to stay plus, but not as high of a plus as Lazy. Impact Lazy gets a six and a half, which is the exact same score that Crazy got. Like I said, these these guys were two of the more impactful members. They they really had a lot, a lot of material. Busy Bone had an extreme amount of material too. Crazy, Lazy, and Busy had the most material out of anyone in the group. Um, Lazy also a little bit smaller of a list influence than Crazy. You know, only a one-name difference, but still a little bit smaller, but almost the same exact thing. I mean, not big enough of a difference there for him to lose any points. So he stays at a six and a half, the same as Crazy Bone. And then originality, Lazy gets a seven and a half. So that answers that question that we were just talking about before about what the lowest originality score in the group was. So I said that Lazy got the lowest originality score in the group and he still gets a seven and a half. So very, very original group here for sure. Very unique band of characters here all in their own right. But Crazy did enough for him to rise a little bit higher than the other four members in the group when it came to originality. And on the flip side, Lazy did just enough to just barely get the lowest score in the originality. And like I said, that was mostly due to the fact of how much stuff Lazy took from other artists. Whether it was lines that he repeated or, you know, times that he sampled Big Ear, Tupac. And I'm not trying to shit on Lazy at all. Seven and a half is still a great score for originality. He was still a very, very original artist. And listen... We spoke about the fact uh, in the Bone Thugs and Harmony breakdown about how were they, they were the only group ever to work with Biggie, Tupac, Easy, and Pun while they were all still alive. So they were close with Biggie and Pac. I, I understand why he was repeating lines or sampling them a lot. And, you know, he's paying homage to his brothers, paying respect to his brothers. And I'm not trying to knock that at all. But I just do have to point out the things that separate a little bit when Crazy branched off into some solo work. He really went above and beyond with some really, really unique and original song ideas and hardly sampled anything at all, whereas Lazy just took a little bit of a different route, and he did have some unique song ideas and still remained a very original artist, but, you know, threw a lot of samples on songs or repeated lines and things like that, so only a one-point difference. You know, Crazy gets the highest score in the group at an 8.5, and, and Lazy gets the lowest score in the group at a 7.5, so... Not much wiggle room there. The other guys probably fell in the middle with eights. Um, super original group, like I said. So you add all those five numbers up and you divide by five, and that gives you a final rating of 5.00, which puts Lazy Bone in 30th place of 165 artists done overall. 
So just a couple of slots behind Crazy Bone overall, literally just three spots, but Lazy does manage to get the highest lyrical score in the group. And it's interesting how these guys had such different scores in each category. You know, just talking about everybody in the group. You know, lyrics, they, they all got different scores. Originality, different scores. Impact, different scores. Songs, albums, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, none of them have really finished very far from each other overall. And obviously worked extremely well together. And what I also think is interesting is how we were comparing lazy and crazy scores, right? And, you know, lyrics... Crazy six, lazy six and a half. So lazy's up by a half a point. Albums, crazy 4.42, lazy 4.34, almost the same thing. Songs, crazy gets a plus 0 0.08, lazy gets a plus 0 0.18. So another tenth of a point, which, you know, evens out for the album thing. So lazy still up by about a half of a point here. And then impact, they both get six and a half, so that keeps them even. But then we see what wound up separating them was the one point in originality. Which, like I said, mostly came due to what Crazy Bone did on a lot of his solo work and how many times Lazy Bone was sampling and, you know, borrowing lines and things like that. And even at the end of the day, that, that full point that Crazy winds up being ahead of Lazy by, that only results in a point one in the final score, which only results in three places. So, again, it goes to show you how small the margin of error is here and how... Every little thing that you're doing is contributing in some way. And uh, it's another example of how I told you when I started and to read my breakdown of Lazy How. Lazy was my personal favorite member. He just, you know, it's just who I prefer. It's who I like the most out of the group. And he didn't finish at the top. Crazy did. So overall, I just, it's very slight. It's very, very close. I wouldn't mind anybody interchanging these two guys and saying, ah, you know, I probably got lazy at 25 and crazy at 32. That, that I have no argument with that, bro. This is just pointing out how these guys are right there in the same... You know, one album can change that score. Crazy can come out with an album. Lazy can come out with an album. And that could certainly carry somebody three places or a point one or whatever it is. Whether, you know, it brings one guy's score down or one guy's score up. But at the end of the day, crazy does, at least for now, finishes right on top of lazy. So... You know, I'm forced to eat my words again a little bit. My favorite, even of this group, doesn't finish at the top of this group. But I enjoyed the group as a whole, and I have no problem putting the guys where they belong. And uh, we'll see if they come out with anything else in the future that changes any of these scores. But for now, let's get into the final Bone Thugs member, Wishbone, who I don't think he had any solo work. Now, I've looked into this multiple times. I looked into it before I did Bone Thugs and Harmony. I looked into it while I was doing Bone Thugs and Harmony. And I looked into it about a week or two before recording this episode. I did see one thing somewhere on the internet that does say that Wishbone does have one solo project. But I only see that on one site. It doesn't seem to be a credible source. And I can't find the album anywhere. Any credible sources that I do find don't have Wishbone having any type of solo project. So he will be the last member that we cover here. And his birth name is Charles C. Scruggs Jr. Born February 17th, 1975 in Cleveland, Ohio, United States. His genres are listed as hip-hop and gangster rap. And his years active are listed as 1991 to present. So a little bit of a background on Wishbone individually. Charles C. Scruggs Jr., born February 17, 1975, is an American rapper. 
He was part of the Grammy Award-winning group Bone Thugs and Harmony and is the cousin of Lazy Bone and Flesh and Bone. Apart from rapping, he is a successful entrepreneur and co-founded Thugline Records. So, I will tell you that it was much more difficult for me to find information on Wishbone than it was for any of the other four members by far. So, not much else here on Wishbone, so let's just go right ahead and read what I wrote down on him. Lyrically, Wishbone was the worst member of the group. Though he did have some good lines and showed the ability to keep a topic, he also didn't rhyme at times and struggled with his flow. He did also show the ability to tell a story, but he took a lot of shortcuts and finished just below average lyrically. Wishbone qualified nine albums, all of which were with Bone Thugs. Seven of those nine were good and the other two were average. Of his 97 songs, none were great, but three were weak, while another 28 were good, and quite frankly, his song score was heavily carried by Crazy and Lazy Bone on many occasions. He really only had clear influences on Public Enemy and Dipset and had no solo work, but was still part of a big and major group. Overall, Wish remained original with his words, melodies, rhyme style, and overall sound, as did the rest of the group. So, probably the least information whether given by the internet or given by me that we're going to get out of all the members here. And like I said, it's, you know, it's kind of warranted. He was on really the least amount of work out of the group, I believe. Had no solo work at all that I could find. Probably the lowest total number of songs. You know, not even really on every single Bone Thugs and Harmony album, at least not enough to qualify for an album score. So you can see how he put a lot less out and in turn, we put a lot less out on him. So getting into the math of what I just read, lyrics, he gets a four and a half. Like I said, he was just under average lyrically. Albums, he gets a 4.03 with zero classics. Songs, he gets a minus 0.31. So we spoke about the other guys. Crazy Bone also had the three weak songs, which very possibly could have been the same three songs that Wishbone was on. I don't know that for a fact, so don't quote me, but it does seem a little bit odd that Wishbone didn't have any solo material and has the same amount of weak songs as Crazy Bone. So, again, don't quote me on this, but if I had to guess, it was probably Wishbone that maybe brought Crazy down on some of those songs. I don't know if Flesh was on them and he did it. I can probably guarantee you that Busy or Lazy did not bring any song scores down. As I told you, Lazy was a part of no weak songs, both by himself and with the group. So, like I said, a little bit odd with me talking about how Crazy and Lazy carried Wish on many occasions, and now, you know, Wish having no solo work and the same amount of weak songs is crazy. But the difference is, Crazy was able to overcome that, that negative score with five great songs, whereas Wish didn't have any great songs. So, same number of weak songs as Crazy Bone, much less work as a total body of work, 97 songs as compared to 235. So, even if Crazy Bone didn't have any great songs at all, the same as Wish, and they both had the three weak songs, Wish would obviously get a higher minus anyway, because three weak songs is a higher percentage of 97 than it is of 235, obviously. So, he gets that minus .31 there, where the other guys were plus. Impact, he gets a six. You know, not too much lower than the other guys. I mean, 
like I said, it wasn't like any of these guys went off by themselves and had this tremendous solo success that trumped the group. So you're not really going to see anybody get like an astronomically high score than the other in this category, but you definitely will see some people get a little bit higher than some others, depending on maybe how many people they influenced or how big of a hand they had in the group or how much material they put out and things like that. So you know, we spoke about this a couple of times, Wish pretty much on like the least amount of material, didn't have any solo work and stuff like that. So only Public Enemy and Dipset were the clear influences, which is, you know, Lazy had three people, Crazy had four. So you could see Crazy influenced four people, Lazy influenced three people, Wish influenced two people. So there's no major difference, but it, it is a little bit of a difference. So it's just a half a point. He gets a six where the other guys get a six and a half. But he also got worse scores in the other three categories, so he, you know, he keeps climbing down here a bit. And then originality, he gets an eight, which, like I said, is, you know, you're gonna be hard pressed to give this guy any other scores than really what the group was doing as a whole, right? Because this guy didn't have any solo material, so, you know, you got Crazy who climbed a little bit above that eight with his solo work, and Lazy who dipped a little bit below that eight with his solo work. Wish didn't have any solo work. So he kind of just stays at the eight with the group. You know, they were a very original group. And uh, you add all those five numbers up and you divide by five and it gives you a final rating of 4.44, which leaves Wishbone in 73rd place of 165 artists done overall. So not one of the top members of the group, but a solid finish still nonetheless. I mean, that, that puts all five members of the group inside the top half so far. And that's pretty impressive. I mean, it's not easy to do something like that. It's not easy to even have a group with five people and stay together. You know, you see two people feud and break up. Three people feud and break up. And I was in a group, so I understand this. It's, you know, it's similar like, and I'm not trying to put the level of importance at the same thing here, but I'm just trying to make a comparison. It's, it's similar to having a kid. You know, you can have a great relationship with somebody. And then you, you, you guys are together for years, and then you have kids... And it's, well, I want my kid vaccinated. Hell no, my kid ain't getting no shot, right? And then what? Like, the kid's either got to get one or not. And it's your kid and it's her kid. So you run into shit like that where you're not willing to budge. And it's like, no, he's not. She's like, yes, he is. Whatever it is or vice versa. It could be any issue. It could be religion. Maybe you guys are two different religions, right? And it was totally cool. I don't care. I don't mind what religion you are. It's cool. I'm Jewish and Muslim. I love you. I don't care, right? But what about when you have a kid? And you want the kid to be Jewish now and she wants the kid to be Muslim. So it's these problems that sometimes you can't foresee that you run into that, like I said, you're just unwilling to budge and that's where the splits happen. And I was in a group. I was in a group with four people, which is less than five, obviously. And uh, I know the problems that we had. We were together for about two years and just a lot of business problems, just a lot of disagreements on what to put out, when to put it out what direction we were trying to go as a group, what our goal was, you know, things we agreed on, um, work ethic, work rate. And, you know, it just, it's not easy, man. It's not easy when one guy, man, fuck that record label. We should go sign at this one. You know, so we're looking at, we're going on 30 years here. 1993, we're in 2021. So in two more years, it'll be 30 years that this group has stayed together. And... It, that's that's an impressive accomplishment on its own. Forget about the awards that they've won and how many records they've sold and all that type of stuff. 
To be a five-man unit and stay together for almost 30 years is insanely impressive on top of everything that they accomplished. And now in my study, it looks like we're going to wind up having every single member of the group finish in the top half overall. So major shout out to Bone Thugs and Harmony as a group for sure, man. I'm, I'm certainly not as big a fan of them as my cousin is, but... I did enjoy listening to them. I enjoy their sound. Uh, I, I don't like every one of their songs, but they definitely have a fair amount of material that I thoroughly enjoy listening to. So, like I said, shout outs to each member in Bone Thugs and Harmony. Um, that's a, a very impressive feat and finish by all five members there for sure. So, since we've gotten out of the way that all five members have finished in the top half and you know, that's a good thing. And I've congratulated and acknowledged all five members. I just like to do this when we have, when we finish covering a group, we got to put the, the group members in order because this is part of what goes on. Like I said, this is never to pin anybody against each other, right? But part of the reason why I'm doing this study to begin with is because this is, these are the conversations you have, bro. This is the barbershop talk. You know what I'm saying? This is you know, we're going to smoke a blunt. Who, yo, who you got? Who's your top three, bro? Who you think? Yo, who, who does the best three from New York? Or who's the top five from the West Coast? These are just endless conversations that go on when you're a hip-hop fan. So, we have to have this one, right? We just did Onyx a couple weeks ago. Oh, who's... Well, give it to us, bro. Who's the best member in Onyx? Stinky fingers, bro. It is. You know, that's just the way it comes out. Now... I'm going to ask you, when you ask me who's the best, right? Well, I'm going to ask you, well, what do you mean? Like overall, Sticky Fingers. Well, what about lyrically? That was also Sticky Fingers, but not always the case in every group, right? Prime example here, Crazy Bone didn't get the number one lyrical score. Lazy Bone did, but Crazy Bone finished higher overall. So when you ask me that question, who's the best in the group? I'm going to ask you, you know, are we talking lyrics or overall? And then I will give you my answer based on that. But since we did just finish this group here today, I am going to put the members in the order that they finished overall. So out of your five Bone Thugs and Harmony members, this is the order in which to place them. Crazy Bone, Lazy Bone, Busy Bone, Wishbone, Flesh and Bone. So like I said, man, all five members finishing in the top half. Very impressive. I personally enjoyed their sound and what they brought to the game. So... Shout out to Bone Thugs and Harmony as a whole, man. Uh, very, very impressive hip hop group with uh, an extreme amount of material and longevity. So, now let's get into our list. We'll start off with our top 15% overall, and there are definitely a lot of changes to a lot of these lists today. So, in our top spot, we still have Black Thought of the Roots, who is in seventh place of 165 artists done overall. Directly behind him, tied for 8th place, we have Tupac. And then behind Tupac is Pharaoh Manch, who's in 10th place. Back in 12th place is KRS-One. And then behind him is Jizza in 14th place. Back in 16th is Slick Rick. And behind him is Rakim, who's in 18th place. Directly behind Rakim in 19th is Redman. And directly behind Redman is Common, who's in 20th place. A couple of slots back from Common. In 23rd, we have Rev Run of Run DMC. And then directly behind him is LO Cool J, who's in 24th. Directly behind LO Cool J in 25th place is MF Doom. 
And then behind MF Doom, we have a tie for 27th place between Sticky Fingers and Crazy Bone. Then in our last and final spot is Will Smith, who is in 29th place of 165 artists done overall. So, last week, our last spot named was 30th place. This week, it's 29th place because Crazy Bone finishes above there. In turn, he prevents Lazy Bone from cracking our top 15 because Lazy Bone finished at 30th place. And DMC of Run DMC and Ice Cube were in our last spot, but they were ousted from this list today because Crazy Bone finished up there. So an odd sequence of events here. We see who was tied with Sticky Fingers, and it was Crazy Bone. So we have Crazy Bone and Sticky Fingers tied for 27th, which in turn makes the 30th place slot, Lazy Bone, be slid off of this list. So Lazy Bone really never getting to make this list. He kind of should have been in there, but because Crazy Bone happens on the same episode and he finishes above him, he squeaks him out for that place. So we'll have to see if Lazy can work his way in here soon. We'll have to see if DMC and Ice Cube can get their way back in there. But uh, they are out for now. I believe that is the first time ever that they have been ousted from that list at all. We have been saying those guys' names on the top list since the 80s. So major shout out to them for sure. We now have Will Smith who's in our final spot. So he's hanging on to our top 15% there. He's another guy from the mid-80s who we've been saying his name every week since the mid-80s. So he is now hanging on to our last spot there. So we'll see what happens going forward. But interesting stuff with what happened there on our, on our top 15% overall today. Now let's move on to our current top 10% lyrically. And we have another addition to this list today here as well. So tied for our top lyrical spot, we have Pharaoh Manch and Black Thought with lyrical scores of 8.5. Then behind them, we have a three-way tie for third place between Master Ace, Jezza, and Common, who all have lyrical scores of 7.5. Behind them, we have another tie for sixth place with KRS-One and Lord Finesse, who both got lyrical scores of 7. And then behind them, we have an eight-way tie for eighth place between Will Smith, Rakim, Cool G Rap, Everlast, Tupac, Redman, Sticky Fingers, and Lazy Bone. So a little bit odd how we have a three-way tie for third place and an eight-way tie for eighth place. I, I just Maybe I'm a fucking weirdo. I shouldn't say maybe I'm a weirdo. I'm definitely a fucking weirdo, but... <laughs> Maybe my weirdness contributes to how much I care about shit like that, but that's just so fucking weird to me. Like a three-way tie for third place and an eight-way tie for eighth place? What are the fucking odds of those numbers? After all these fucking people that I've studied, that I've gone through five, almost five years, four and a half years I've been doing this shit, and, you know, 165 people, and on today that just happens to line up like that, I think that shit is pretty crazy. I'm not saying it means anything. I'm just saying I think it's pretty crazy, so... Lazy Bone now makes his way into our top 10% lyrically as he is the only Bone Thugs and Harmony member to do so. So shout out to him for that. He was impressive lyrically for sure, to say the least. And now let's get into our particular decades list, starting with our top five rappers to make their debut in the 1980s. So your top five rappers of the 80s are KRS-One, Slick Rick, Rakim, Rev Run of Run DMC, and LL Cool J. 
So as usual, no changes to that list today. Don't expect that list to change anytime soon. And now on to our top five artists to make their debut in the 90s so far, and there aren't any changes to this list today. So in our top spot of the 90s so far, we have Black Thought. Behind him is Tupac, then Pharaoh Manch, then Jizza, then Redman. So big changes to our top 15% overall and our lyrical list, but no changes at all in either of our top decades lists. So you can really see over the past month or so how hard it's becoming now to crack this top five rappers of the 90s list as we get into the mid-90s here now. So that that's interesting to me. We've had this happen a couple of times now where we've had people crack our top 15% overall list and or crack our, our top 10% lyrical list and still not come in that top five of the 90s. So we're definitely starting to see more of that pattern fill out where... Yes, there were some really, really rough artists in the 90s who are finished way in the back of our study. But these top 90s guys, man, I mean, they are just really, really difficult to top. So, you know, people are getting in the overall list and still not making the top five of the 90s. So that list, you can tell how that list is starting to become a special one. We've had that list stay the same for a while now, which is crazy. Because we're not even halfway through the 90s. So when you think about it, there's only so many people done in the 90s so far. So you don't even really have to be in like, let's say the top 10%. Because I haven't even done 50 people so far. But the problem is the competition. Those top guys in the 90s are just so fucking good. That we're seeing that that list is, is starting to look really important and relevant now. And uh, we'll see going forward. We're getting into our mid-90s now. We're in 1993. We're getting very close to 1994. So we're, we're pretty much officially in our mid-90s now. And uh, I'm curious to see if these guys can hold on to their, their top five of the 90s. And if they can hold on to their top spots overall. So if you'd like to see any of the lists in full, you can give the Facebook website a visit at www.facebook.com slash tale of the tapes podcast. You can also give the host website a visit at www.anchor.fm slash tale of the tapes. Both of those links are spelled completely normally. On the host website, you'll see a support button. Definitely appreciate anybody that hits that button and sends anything to me. Thank you very much. And that's about it for this week on Tale of the Tapes, man. Next week, we have Fat Joe and 8-Ball and MJG. So... Two relatively opposite but popular in their own region type of guys. So uh, that's not to say that they didn't have any commercial success. But, you know, you go into the BX, Fat Joe is going to be a lot heavier in there than he is around 8-Ball and MJG parts and vice versa. You go to, you know, where 8-Ball and MJG are from and they're going to be much more prominent than Fat Joe probably is there. So this should be an interesting one. Tale of the tapes. Peace. Tale of the tapes. Might as well.